In Cooper Realty Investments, Inc. v. City of Bentonville, 2022 ARC App 155, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed a summary judgment order that was in favor of a city because its pre-existing agreement to maintain a failing dam was not abrogated by a later warranty deed transfer. This case came to the appellate court following a ruling in favor of the city on dueling summary judgment motions. Judge Vaught reasoned that the general rule that prior agreements are subsumed in a later warranty deed transfer is no bar if there is an issue of intent between the parties. Quote, The lake and dam were constructed between 1915 and 1918. In February 2000, Cooper transferred ownership of the property to Bentonville Bella Vista Trailblazers Association, or Trailblazers, as a gift for the benefit of the general public. Trailblazers made the property a park suitable for passive recreational use. On July 1, 2005, the mayor, on behalf of the city, and Trailblazers executed a conveyance agreement that transferred the property and the dam to the city, subject to various conditions and terms in the agreement. Of particular importance to this case, the party's conveyance agreement states that the city shall maintain the dam and in the event of damage or destruction, replace or repair the same. This requirement to maintain, replace, or repair the dam is contained in Section 8 of the Conveyance Agreement. Another part of Section 8 states, It is specifically agreed that the provisions of this paragraph 8 shall survive closing. Similarly, Sections 5, 6, 7, and 9 of the Conveyance Agreement contain clauses expressly stating that they also survive closing. Cooper and Trailblazers then executed a correction limited warranty deed on August 3, 2006, and on November 21, 2006, Trailblazers executed a special warranty deed that gifted the property to the city. The special warranty deed states that the use of the property is further restricted and burdened and shall be used exclusively for public passive recreational activities, and if the property were ever used for any other purpose, then ownership of the property reverts to trailblazers. The dam was damaged by heavy rains between 2008 and 2011. The city applied for and received federal and state funding to replace the dam. In 2011, the city commissioned an environmental assessment to analyze the environmental and social impacts of improvements to the Lake Bella Vista Dam. The city also represented the terms of the conveyance agreement as binding in its communications to other government agencies and the public. After the city learned that costs to replace the dam would be substantial, city personnel questioned whether the conveyance agreement was binding. In 2019, the city filed suit seeking a declaratory judgment that its obligations were defined only by the special warranty deed. The city argued that because the conveyance agreement merged into the special warranty deed, the city was not bound to maintain, repair, or replace the dam. On the other hand, Cooper argued that the conveyance agreement contained several provisions that were expressly agreed to survive closing. End of quote. The trial court granted summary judgment for the city, reasoning that the earlier agreement merged into the warranty deed transfer later. The appellate court reasoned that Arkansas has recognized exceptions to the merger rule, and this was one of them. Quote, 
It is a general principle of law that an agreement made for the sale of land merges into a deed subsequently executed. Crosswhite v. Rystrom, 256, Arc 156. The Arkansas Supreme Court has referred to the doctrine of merger as Hornbook Law. The question before us is whether Arkansas law contains an exception to the merger rule for contractual provisions or agreements that are expressly intended to survive closing and not merge into the deed. Arkansas law recognizes exceptions to the doctrine of merger in cases involving mutual mistake of fact, misrepresentation, or the perpetration of a fraud. Regarding these exceptions, Crosswhite notes that the presumption is that all prior negotiations merge into the instrument of conveyance, and the burden is placed on the grantee to overcome the presumption that prior contract provisions merge into a subsequently executed deed. Cooper argues that in addition to the exceptions listed above, Arkansas law also recognizes an exception for contract provisions that were intended to survive closing. Stated another way, Cooper contends that the merger doctrine does not trump the party's express intent. Cooper relies on Roberts v. Roberts, 42 Arc App 180, in which we said that the doctrine of merger applies in the absence of fraud or mistake, and in the absence of contractual provisions or agreements which are not intended to be merged in the deed. In Roberts, we held that the couple's property settlement agreement, which was later incorporated into their divorce degree, did not merge into the deed that they subsequently executed in order to carry out the terms of their agreement. The Roberts Court specifically relied on the not-intended-to-merge exception. While Duncan v. McAdams, 22 Arc 143, was decided on other grounds, the Arkansas Supreme Court expressly included language acknowledging the intent exception to the merger rule. End of quote. The opinion cited cases in other jurisdictions and concluded Arkansas recognizes the intent exception and in this case that the city had also performed under the original agreement. By footnote, the Court of Appeals added that the merger doctrine is an issue of contract law, not one of property law. Quote, We hope that this may alleviate any concern that by recognizing the intent exception to the merger rule, our decision could result in the creation of unrecorded encumbrances on property. The enforceability of a contract provision like the one at issue in this case is limited by the well-established elements of contract law. A party seeking to enforce such an agreement would still have to satisfy other general requirements, including privity of contract. While there is no Arkansas case on point, other states have explicitly held that the doctrine of merger applies only in situations where the parties to the land contract and the parties to the deed were the same. It does not apply in regard to persons who have no privity of contract. End of quote. The court noted on remand that the circuit court must decide enforceability of the contract, which was raised below. Quote, because there are still disputed questions of fact regarding the validity and enforceability of the contract, we reverse and remand with instructions for the circuit court to proceed in a manner consistent with this opinion. End of quote. End of decision.